It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where our Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Well, it is time for faith and life and laughter to connect here on the session. I am Scott here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries, and we're going to talk about laughter today. Yes. Yeah, you sure about that? You, you didn't sound like you were too sold on that idea. <laughs> it tickles my funny bone, Scott. Oh, boy. <laughs> so before we get anywhere today, we start with this. A devout old shepherd lost his favorite Bible while he was out looking for a wayward lamb. Three weeks later, a sheep walked up to him carrying the Bible in his mouth. The shepherd couldn't believe his eyes. He took the precious book out of the sheep's mouth, raised his eyes toward heaven, and exclaimed, It's a miracle! Not really, said the sheep. Your name's written inside the cover. (laughs) This is why I end every day of my show with a dad joke. Oh, good. So, just for a little bit of humor. You had one, I understand. That's right. And in honor of dads, Scott. Oh, boy. Man, if I had listened to my father when I was eight, I could have been rich today. But what did he say? What did he say, Tom? I don't know. I wasn't listening. (laughs) And with that, (laughs) we turn to the verse of the day out of the book of Job of all places. Right. Job, who had all kinds of issues. Yeah, all kinds of calamity. And you find a verse on laughter in there. Can you believe that? Only you, Tom. That's right. I found some blood in a turnip, I think. <laughs> in Job eight twenty one, he will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouting. You did it. Yes. No doubt about that. If he can find reason to laugh, Scott. Anybody can. Yeah. Including yeah. us today. Right. You might laugh at this. My uncle named his dogs Rolex and Timex. There's watchdogs. <laughs> See? It's going to get better as we go today. Expensive but dogs. Today. <laughs> well, you got to wind them every couple of days. <laughs> Where do you change the battery at? That's what I yeah. want to know. Yeah. So, all right. So we're going to talk about laughter for real and its use in therapy. And it's used to make your life just a little bit better. A smile is a good thing. It is. So let's dive into what you've got for us today here, Tom. You've got a list here of from Dr. Les Parrott reporting research from the Mayo Clinic. Okay, now I'm laughter and Mayo Clinic. I don't tie those together very they well. Don't. Well, and, and so what's interesting, Scott, is that the Mayo Clinic did some research, and Dr. Les Parrott talked about it in an article that he wrote. And Dr. Les and Dr. Leslie Parrott have done many a presentation in the American Association of Christian Counselors World Conference. So what's been interesting is I've gotten to watch both of them at the same time, and they are okay with pranking each other in front of 6,000 people. (laughs) And so they don't know what's coming next. 
just watch April Fool's Day around here. You never yeah. know. <laughs> it could be really. Uh oh. So what did what did Doctor Les come to the conclusion of with the help of the Mayo Clinic? All right. So here's one. Laughter is medicine. When when you think about it, it's good for the soul. It's good for your health. Well, that's a lot better than taking aspirin. Yeah, I yeah. would much prefer it. Definitely. It reduces the physical signs of stress. All right. How does it do that? Well, because it releases endorphins into the bloodstream and happy cells. It helps release them, which also enhance our physical health. Okay. So happy cells are healthy cells. Right. So it also increases the oxygen flow in our bloodstream. So I can become more of an airhead. <laughs> ba-boom, ba-boom. No extra charge for that one. <laughs> Oh, you've been seeing the emails too. <laughs> I've been trying to keep those for you, Scott. It gets worse. If you see a robbery at an Apple store, does that make you an eyewitness? <laughs> um, yep. yep, yep, yep. Coming to uh, coming to a show near you sometime soon. All right. Well, uh, I, any any more from Doctor Les Parrot? Well, there's some more. One of the reasons why, before we leave oxygen, it oxidates more hemoglobin is there and that's those are allies it helps us feel better and think more clearly then we talked about it calms the body's stress response if we're laughing rather than having the body in stress mode it's actually relaxing more there's these now another bunch of fins well this this is almost <laughs> they're known as neuropeptides travel from the brain into the body they carry stress into the body. Now, this is my understanding of it. And so my own professional opinion is, as those neuropeptides surround or focus on a specific area, if they all locate in a specific area, you're going to have a stress response. It could be an ulcer, could be high blood pressure, depending on where they land. The importance then is they are reduced and the endorphins cause more relaxation. There's more, more oxygen and so consequently, you're not in crisis mode as much. So those peptides kind of dissolve or are just forgotten about and they go away in, in a very simplistic manner. Non-doctor. In a, in a non-clinical yeah. verbiage, yes. Yeah. You, you have to be non-clinical with me, Tom. I've got a big ten <laughs> education, all right? <laughs> all yeah. right. Now, I like what else Dr. Parrott says here. He says it boosts your mood. This does. How can you be in a bad mood while you're laughing? That's right. Okay. It, it picks you up. And, you know, based on the morning that both of us have had, <laughs> we could stand to be boosted with our mood some. I'll take that. And so there's also more with it helps build our immune system and our overall health. More oxygen in the blood. Blood flow is better. Blood pressure down. Immune system happy. That's true. And so particularly when we're, our overall health is concerned, we're also talking then about mentally and emotionally, it, it is good for us. If we are in stress mode too long, and what happens there too is adrenaline and paradrenaline and cortisol all hit the bloodstream. Well, some people would say adrenal failure is, a, is very real. And what happens then is that we don't function. We're not as, as happy as, as we could be because we've been so anxious so long. We've been pending crisis for so many years, so to speak. It's like something's going to happen here. It's like the night watchman that's out. It's like hypervigilance uh, waiting for something to happen. Well, that is hard on our system. 
So laughter would help us take out of that. And it actually in the process would be, be producing the endorphins that are happy cells and probably some oxytocin. <laughs> oh, okay, folks. so we've gone from Scott. fins to tide to osins. <laughs> <sighs> All right, unpack that for me. Well, oxytocin, then again, they actually, when we celebrate and, and, and that kind of thing, it's another one that goes into the bloodstream. There are our allies. And so it helps us feel better just based on what we're doing in the state of our minds. The oxytocin is a good thing. So it's just another ally okay. for our amateur understanding of <laughs> emphasis on amateur in my case. <laughs> All right. Now I know Forbes did a report as well, where we're talking about laughter today on, on the session. But before we talk about laughter, okay, Tom, I have a suggestion for you. Uh, okay. I would avoid sushi if I were you. Okay, because? It's a little fishy. <laughs> there you go. Feeling better, are we? Oh, already. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, if, you, if you have sat through these in church, you might appreciate this word of wisdom. There's a fine line between a long, drawn-out sermon and a hostage situation. Oh, there is. <laughs> You would know that, which you? you've yeah. never preached a long sermon. No. No, never. No. All right. As we talk about laughter and medicine, there's a Forbes research report as well about laughter. Well, and that's true. I got to tell you about this man first, Scott. Oh, boy. There what? Well, there was a man that was listening to the radio while driving. Can you imagine listening to the radio? In your car? Would anybody listen to the radio? Hands 10 and 2. <laughs> Pay attention. I mean, ten and no. Two? Really, ten Tom? 10 and 2? <laughs> yes, 10 and 2. Uh, uh-oh. I probably more am at six and five <laughs> period. Yeah. So anyway, there was this report about a warning. Someone was going the wrong way on the highway. And the man responded with, he said to himself, swerving. There is isn't just one. Oh, <laughs> oh no. No is about right. <laughs> There's more than one. Uh, oh, I wonder who might have been swerving. Mm. Okay. Well, okay. Move, moving on. On that note, we're, we're going to do... We're swerving back into the show. <laughs> Why don't we do that? So laughter is contagiously associated with social bonds. It will help social bonds. Okay. I think bonds, I think I'm tied up. Okay. So laughter helps with that? Well, it, <laughs> no, we're not gonna... it helps tie me up? <laughs> Yeah, Scott, you've been tied up for a long well, time. Well, there are some people that say I should be tied up for a lot longer, yeah. Yeah, but but so when we're talking about social bonds here, or, or so, social relationships, I've heard a lot of people say to me that I know when they laugh, I am being approved of, or it means they've accepted me. Oh, okay. All right. So it's more of a, a connection. See, I think bond of, a, of bond in a negative sense. Right. More of a connection. Yeah. Okay. So. So. There's another one. Another one? Oh, there is. Okay. But I'm talking here about <laughs> Forbes, not another. <laughs> oh, I thought you had another one coming. I was just waiting. Oh, I could. Yeah. Did you hear about the man's wife? He said, my wife's favorite song is Ain't No Sunshine by Billy Withers. And she reminds me of this every single time it's on the radio. I reply, I know, I know, I know. I know. I know. Jeez. 
Uh, oh. Go listen to the song. You'll get that later. How about back to Forbes? Back to Forbes, yes, yeah. please. And this is important. Laughter fosters brain connectivity. So not all laughter is the same. And it turns out that decoding a laugh is more challenging than it seems. A joyous laughter is sometimes defensive. An example, you're at a wedding and somebody says something that's maybe a relative and they think it's funny and you don't right and you might (laughs) laugh because of it or they may make a comment and you laugh but it's it's more like a defense because you don't want to create a problem at your wedding you don't want to say what you're really thinking so you laugh to kind of get them to move on okay yeah yeah so a taunting laughter an example would be like an evil movie you would watch on tv and it's almost like a deep kind of Vincent Price's laugh at the end of Michael Jackson's thriller there. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's great. He's an expert at that. So see the wide range of laughter that we're talking about is very different. Then there's one that probably fits for us, Scott, more more times than not. It's kind of a tickling laughter. An example, laughing so hard you could cry or lose your composure. Oh yeah. I find it's, I, I laugh the hardest, and I think it, I've ha- I have the most fun when I can get Kathy to that point where she's laughing so hard she's about to cry. And she can't stop. Right. Yeah, and it's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> we get that around the house we're, when we're playing cards, the four of us. And we'll get, we'll get going, and somebody will just be the one that gets stuck with every bad right. Uno card in the deck, and they're getting it. Uh-huh. And they've got this hand of cards that takes both hands to hold it. And somebody hits them with a draw, too. Oh, okay. And you can't do anything else, but now you're just everybody just starts laughing. Yep. Well, my granddaughter then takes it. To, she just it becomes a belly laugh. Okay. And now we all are just laughing at her. Right. And I just <sighs> put my cards down because that's usually me. And it just <laughs> becomes, you know, five minutes of laughter. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's, a th- that's a thing with me and my daughter. Right. We we try and sit in such a way that we can get each other. And it's so funny. Yeah. Well, and so with children and parenting, it's really great. I would say in our family that with David being the king of sarcasm. Oh, yes. Oh, that can get us laughing so hard. And he has such a way with words that he, he'll take a, a, a response and turn it into a sarcastic life example. And it's just hilarious. But I will say this. One of the ones who's gaining ground on David in our family is Mandy. Why does that not surprise me? She's had to learn all these years. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. On our family thread, I mean, it gets to a point where I, I am voice texting back. And as I'm saying it, Kathy's hearing it and just laughing hysterically. <laughs> and it's so much, it's so much fun. I That might be worth the show of reading through our family text. <laughs> This week, the Russell family unpacked uh, the session. No. So is there times when laughter is actually useful in session? There is. Yeah. It it can help facilitate relationship. It also, there there was some research done a lot of years ago. Lorraine was his last name. His product that he created was a great opportunity of learning. He developed a learning system. And in his research and writing, he talked about two things that really helped learning. 
One, he said, if he's trying to remember something completely out of context of its size. The second was, if it was funny, you're more likely to remember it. And if you stop and think about it, when you would watch something really funny and there was funny parts in it, what part would you tell Sherry? The girls will tell you that there are certain movies I can almost quote you line by line. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. Because they're just stupid, funny, shut your brain off, somewhat irreverent at times movies and that's how i shut my brain off so humor really helps learning so if i'm illustrating something in session i will give a life example that's way out there at times and and they'll laugh and we'll talk about it and so it keeps the mood set where I, i as much as possible now i gotta also qualify this scott with there are cases where this is really not appropriate there are situations. Oh, sure. Yeah. That you, you would not. But when it is appropriate, it can be very productive. You know, grief counseling, you would not be cracking jokes or poking fun. But if you're talking sibling rivalry and parenting and marriage are three great topics at times when I'm just basically teaching about it, you know, we can poke some real fun at it. So what you're telling me is that sitting on my students and pounding on their foreheads until they recite, they can recite back the material I've taught them is probably not the proper motivational tool. Right. It probably, probably, probably not. Okay. But, but telling it in a humorous fashion with a funny story from a radio job 30 years ago. Right. Would be better. Yeah. They're more likely to learn (laughs) and more likely to absorb something. Yeah. Uh Yeah. And if you think back about some of your favorite teachers, maybe they were, your favorite for a reason that they would do something that would be funny or say it in a way that was. Well, when you go to high school in Kentucky and you have a history teacher from Boston. Okay. And you got that funny new England, new England accent going on there (laughs) when everybody else is going, Hey y'all. Yeah. I mean, that makes, that's just ripe for comedy right there. Yeah. Oh, that's right. A cultural shock. Yes. Yes. And it was for him. Bless his heart. Oh my. Yeah. So it can also facilitate relationships. Let's say we've got some families today that are, well, let's just say humor is somewhat void in their relationships. And maybe it would be helpful to sit down and talk and try and generate some humor or maybe just to sit down and talk so you can get back to using some humor. Other than the jokes we have shared with you today, (laughs) which you are more than welcome to repeat. (laughs) Just remember this one in particular, five out of four people admit they're bad with fractions. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, there's you, three kinds of people who can count, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, Tom, somebody <laughs> needs to talk with you about issues. How can they get a hold of you to chat? Oh, I can be reached at 419-526-5523. And his number in Ashland is, as I take another sip of tea. <laughs> Here it comes. It's going to be all over me in a minute. 419-496-0007. Almost. Almost. That that shirt looks really good with a T <laughs> on it, Scott. <laughs> All right. Hey. Online, you will find Tom at HCC Mansfield and HCC Ashland.com. Oh, Thanks for joining us today on the session. 